You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. This week, our live story is from Megan Dirty, and she told a very uh, poetic, almost prose, about a really nasty case of food poisoning. This week, I sat down with Madeline Russell. Madeline and I talked about sex kind of nonstop, and I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit drunk during this one. I had a little bit of a buzz going. Um, so we got off on several tangents, but we mostly talked about sex. Uh, here is Madeline Russell. Well, it's funny because I was just, one of the stories that I told at, at the live show has sort of like popped back into my life uh, because uh, I'm sleeping with somebody right now, which is fun. Um, and you know, when you're sleeping with somebody at the beginning of it, you, you talk about sex a lot and like, what do you like? Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love, I, that's kind of one of my favorite things about sleeping with someone new is like being like, tell me, tell me the story of when you lost your virginity. (laughs) I always ask people, I think it's so interesting. Uh, I love, yeah, I love it too. And he, I think we were talking about titty fucking and I was like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, only because, okay, so I was, I was a virgin until I was 24. I was a late bloomer in a lot of ways. And hi. The cat um, is here stealing the show. Kitty. Um, it'd be great if you just like threw up right then. Oh I yeah. Was, like, don't, I was right immediately about serving him. the cat ice cream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He loves to no he loves to barf and get all the attention. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is that straight shot <laughs> to as much attention as you want. Um, but I was I was a virgin until I was twenty four, and I was like saving myself for marriage all through college. So, um, but I did have a college boyfriend. Um, Wait, did you grow up religious? We were Catholic. We were really Catholic, and I guess I'd say I'm still Catholic, but really, like, in retrospect, I was just really afraid. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't ready until 24, oh, well, and, when you're, that. and when you're a girl, that's, like, an easy fix. You can just be like, no, I'm saving myself, and nobody asks any questions. It's completely accepted, <laughs> um, and, I, and my boyfriend at the time was also saving himself, Though, for mystery reasons, I'm still not sure. Because he wasn't religious at all. Um, <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm pretty That's sure. That's a curveball. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gay. Just there's no confirmation on that. Oh, it's not even still? Allegedly. I, I have no idea. You I have know. no idea. We have some mutual friends, but they don't know. Interesting. Um, but so we did all kinds of sex stuff that weren't intercourse, though. So, so our main go-to was titty fucking. Wow. Um, and we did it like a normal college couple would have sex. Like, <laughs> so it was for like 20 minutes. And I mean, I had, I ha- I mean, my breasts were smaller than they are now, but they are, I mean, they were like a C cup. So you could, you could make that really happen. <laughs> um, and, but like at the time, and yeah, I mean, my brain wasn't fully formed, so I didn't have the words to be like, we can't do that for 20 minutes. <laughs> Wait, you would hold them? I would hold my brass for a really long time. And you just sort of And he there. would fuck them. Would and... he like, t- that was, the one time somebody asked me to do that, and I was like, 
So you want me to, and I'm like, both of my hands are occupied, so I can't even touch myself. And you want me to lay here while you, what? Okay, I well, like, that's because I was, the guy who I'm sleeping with right now was like, I love it because of the feeling of breasts. And I get it now. It's like, I've had enough sexual experiences now to like, breast skin is really extra, extra soft. It's like the softest skin on the body. And so that feeling of like the softest about, skin on your dick. Your yeah, but that's not a breast. Soft, like a, <laughs> like a salmon's belly. But also the like, the like, like a, <laughs> well, you know, it. like a little mouse. <laughs> My trout belly arms. <laughs> Just a little baby rat. <laughs> um, so the feeling, so like the feeling of like the super duper soft gelatinous breast on your your dick must feel great for yeah. like a few, but like also part of we it's gotta be the dominance thing though, right? I have no idea. I mean, it really wasn't that. Really wasn't the if case. If that's what it was, I'd be like, I get it. <laughs> then I'm like, I'm back on board, but <laughs> but you don't have to do it. You don't have to dominate me in that way for 20 minutes. There's like other ways you can dominate somebody. Yeah. Like for when I was in college, it really was like that was the replacement for intercourse for him. I don't even. He was kind of. I mean, we were both like kids, yeah. so I don't even think he really that understood. That should be illegal for us to fuck each other. I think until you're until you're I don't know 30 maybe. Yeah, I don't believe in waiting till marriage, but I do believe in waiting as long as you possibly can. <laughs> that I highly recommend. That is your religion. <laughs> yes. Well, my one of my cousins, my cousins were all like way more had sex way earlier than I did and they're all like anywhere from like five to ten years older than me and the best sex advice I ever got was from one of my cousins when she was drunk I was like 17 and she was like look you shouldn't have sex now because like 17 year olds are bad at it I was like, good to know. <laughs> and so, like, that just stuck with me of, like, well, the younger you are, the worse you are at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is, like, super true. Well, they're very, I mean, I don't know. I, I think teenage boys are some of the most selfish creatures on the planet. Their and brains aren't fully formed. It's, I don't think it's girls as much. I think it's boys that I don't trust. <laughs> I think teenage girls should be allowed to fuck each other, but... I don't, yeah. I don't trust young men are like, I, I don't know. It's, I, sometimes I think maybe it's just like some of the boys that I hung out with, but they're like so hormonal that they're like, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. And they can't even, they just don't even. Right. I, I feel come, that, that. Then they're like, oh, wait, are you okay? Yeah. What, mm, yeah. yeah. Like something in their head switches. There's just not enough blood for them to think correctly. They're like gremlins. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, God. The fucking cats are ruining the pie. Oh, poor Thunder. She really fucked him up. <laughs> Speaking of, it's actually, it's kind of a metaphor because my little tiny woman cat just absolutely <laughs> fucked up the big boy cat. <laughs> she, she makes him hurt. Oh, yeah. Wow. Anyways. Right. Rude. Um. Rude. <laughs> we went his room. He's so sad. What he's like, what? I, what? You, you're, you're fighting. She's so mean. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I guess the the kicker with this. So so we did. We would do it for a really long time, but your breasts are not naturally lubricated, right? We wouldn't use any lotion or anything. We did. We oh, okay. used the same lotion every single time, which is Jergens. <laughs> and he would keep it in his bed, like like he had like an area that was like Madeline's area, and it was like Jergens lotion. 
and like a roll of toilet paper to clean up afterwards. Because he would, because he learned very, very, very at first that he couldn't come while he was in between the breasts because then it would shoot into my face. So he would go like dick and it would go on my, like in my, on my stomach. But, um, it hurt after a while. You're holding your breasts, trying to like make somebody come with them, which is really not what they're built for. No, not even a little bit. And, and so now like I kind of get like a really gaggy feeling when I smell, cause that Jergens lotion has a very specific scent. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's cherry almond. <laughs> And my mother like loves scone. it. Yes, I'll get texts from my mom that was like, I smelled this something. So it was that great Jurgen scent that I love. I was like, oh, oh God. But, uh, so the guy who I'm sleeping with now was like, I love titty fucking. And I was like, well, that's a hard pass. <laughs> and But like, then later on, I was like, all right, I'd let you do it for like a really limited amount of time. And he was like, Madeline, I'm really into teddy fucking and I only want it for like 90 seconds. I was like, uh, <laughs> like that's what it is. Is it's just like a, a, like a, Oh, we're, I'm just getting this feeling and then we're moving on. But in my mind, it's like you fuck somebody's boobs for like 20 minutes, <sighs> which is why children, <laughs> you should, there should be laws about having sex until you're 30. <laughs> yeah, it should be legal. And we'll take all of that sexual energy and uh, solve global warming. Yeah, write a book. Do something. Good God. <laughs> um, the other thing I was thinking about was... Um, how old is your mother? Um, she's 61. 61. Okay, she's a little younger than my mom, but not by much. I think my mom is 65. Um, I don't know if I don't know if this is a all mothers thing like women who grew up in the 60s. But she would if she didn't want to deal with it, put in two super plus tampons. Um <laughs> At the same time. Right. As like, a, I in, want to not have to deal with this all day. Would she put them in together or would she put them in one right after the other? I feel like I have a memory of her doing this. And it was like she would unwrap, unwrap them and then kind of put them in together and, but then do the, do the application. Oh my God. It's like a time. double popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, this is giving me a really specific, like, imagery. <laughs> absolutely. But, like, and I don't know if that is, like, a generational thing. Like, women of her generation were, and she's, like, a farm woman. Oh, certainly. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's just your mom. <laughs> but the, what she passed on to me is just sort of My a laissez My mom was also fair. raised on a farm. And just one, just one tampon <laughs> per, per vagina at my house. <laughs> Real laissez-faire. <laughs> whatever um i also had a dog for a while i don't know if you ever met julio God, so i just i'm like they'll be so comfortable oh with the tampons Two. oh we're so okay <laughs> i mean I guess, I guess maybe after you give birth it's you, your vagina is probably like bigger right or does it snap back i don't really know I mean, I'm pretty sure it snaps back. That's what I've been told is like that saying like okay, a woman's how vagina. Is it fitting in there? <laughs> well, I do know that some vaginas are bigger. Oh, that's probably true, yeah. 
Um, I was talking to a friend recently about that. We were talking about dick sizes, and I was like, I can't, like, an unmanageably large dick? No, thank you. And men are like, yeah. I want it to be uncomfortably large. <laughs> Good for you, man. I would, yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about this with my friends where, like, uh, the the ones where they, like, it's, like, getting punched inside. Yes. And it's like, I don't, I don't care for that. Because you're on edge like you the whole time. you can feel it on your cervix, even? Yeah, it's like, and it, you're like, <laughs> like, like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a great job. I'm like, no, that is a bad gas. <laughs> oh, I just had a memory. Oh, my God, I have a story. Oh, oh my God, a real story. Oh, what is it? This, oh, my God, and this is in the moment. Wow. This is live cheers broadcasting. To, um, okay, so recently I had a guy, uh, he had his, he had his fingers on my lady parts. He was trying to make me come. And then it started to feel weird. And I was like, something is wrong. <laughs> and, and then like, I kind of was like recognizing the feeling, not recognizing it, but just like, this feels like something. And so then I stopped him and was like, Hey, Adam. <laughs> This is his name. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if that was his name. Oh, okay. It's like something like that. Like a Tyler. Uh, oh, yeah, like a hey, Kyle. Tyler. Hey, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Bradley. Josh. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you eat something spicy today? Oh, no. And he said, well, I made chili and chopped uh, hot peppers. And I was like, okay. My vagina's on fire. Excuse me. <laughs> And so, so stoic. Excuse me. And like had to go to, it was burning up. Excuse me, my pussy is on fire. (laughs) I don't want anybody to be alarmed that there is a fire in my puss. Excuse me. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to go powder my nose. Because uh, my vagina well, is. I, yeah, I had some, some Bronner's peppermint. And uh, because he had earlier chopped, you know, I, I think they call it jalapeno hands. Like you chop your, that's why you're supposed to wear gloves, is that it gets into your, it gets into your pores. And then the, like the wetness of my, of oh my God. vagina, brag, <laughs> and his, so it released it open into his pores on his hands, on his fingertips. And I went and was like, and, and we've cleaned it all up, sir. Your time here is done. <laughs> and he was like, well, I mean, can we still? I was like, no, that's that's a hard pass, sir. <laughs> you know what? This this is called adult adult behavior. As I say no to that. <laughs> um, but he also, I don't know why men think that like, because I guess they do it in porn, which is take a a dick all the way out and put it back like they're tr- like oh you know yeah. they, they like I guess instead the, of doing this the visual they do so they can see it that makes a lot you sense. know what that is that's instaqueef though <laughs> it's like he just shoved a ton of air up into oh, my yeah. pussy mm-hmm. and i queefed for really and he was like oh like he he thought that was great and i was like this feels terrible oh before you queef and when you're like inflating it's right it's like so having to fart yeah, it, or it's like, yeah, it's like that bloated feeling from, like, food, almost. Mm-hmm. Except you feel, so you feel it about to happen. But you have no control. That's my thing about queefs is, like, you can you can hold a fart in, for the most part. Like, yeah. not all the time, but mostly. A queef is, like, a queef is, like, a wild animal. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you might think you caught it 
in a basket, but <laughs> but this was the worst queef I'd ever had because of the pull out, pull all the way back in. This weird yeah. porn move that nobody's in. No, no woman is like, <laughs> I like this. Like literally all the way out. Yes, and then back in. Right there, so there's air. I think something I think pretty far out and back in. I'm into, but uh, like regular sex. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, but I mean like 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 almost out. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I hadn't Not honestly constant. had never thought yeah. about it before I realized what was happening to me. They, they was blowing up like a balloon. <laughs> and I've been having sex, brag, 10 years. Wow. <laughs> I wonder. I'm kind of thinking, like, I've almost said 10 years, I bet. I mean, most women my age probably have been having sex for 20 years, but. I think, honestly, I'm like, I had sex for the first time when I was, well, I was 17, but I was like, like, I was two weeks away from being 18, so oh, maybe okay. I should just say 18. I was just, for, I, I was just looking up ages of consent recently, and because I was, wa- I've been watching a lot of Escaping Polygamy, I've never <laughs> seen it. No. It's on Lifetime. I try to steer away from Lifetime. You don't like it? Okay. I, uh, it's me, like true crime, but like in real life. See, I don't really watch any true crime or stuff like that. I, I'll listen to a podcast. But I, uh, when I watch TV, I'm like, I'm watching, like, prestige, like, stories. Like, okay. you know, I want, I want, I want a tapestry painted for me. Like, <laughs> I don't well, even, I don't watch stand-up like either. Crime, I'm going to, I'm going to need you to relinquish your white girl card for me before I leave here. Uh, but I do the other, you know, I do. <laughs> I do brunch. I do the, I do the I like eyeliner. Actually, I don't do brunch either because I am always working it. Oh, right. So right. I can't go. <laughs> Unfortunately, I miss all the brunches. You brunched yourself out. I mean, I am brunched out, but on the other side, which is which is worse. But just like covered in, in hot sauce all the time. But in you, but so all of the consent laws are like this is the age of consent. But then there's another column, which is the number of years difference there is. So See, you can have sex at any age. You can have sex at twelve if the person is a oh. fourteen year old or like. But different states have those different gaps. So in Utah, mm. the age of consent See, 14 is 18. Sounds gross. But you can have sex younger than that as long as the age gap is, isn't is anywhere above 10 years. If yeah. you're under 18? Yeah. Then you can fuck a 10-year-old. Right. Oh. In those laws. Those are bad laws. <laughs> yes. Well, because most of them are like two or four years. And there must be some other laws about like maybe 15 or two. I don't know. But like. If it's fucked up the whole like, okay, so now you're 18 and you can't fuck your 16-year-old girlfriend. It's like, that doesn't make sense. For or, the I most mean, part, you like can. arrested for it or whatever. Because I think most of those are two years. But even if I've you're two years, if you're if you're one year true. and three hundred and sixty four days, yes, you can't fuck your sixteen year old girlfriend. Uh. Rude. Wait, two, two, wait, two years and a day. That's that's, oh, that's the right. That's map. the line. Well, that if if you like, so those laws are like eighteen is the age of consent. But then if if you're sixteen, you can fuck an eighteen year old. Yes, but if that eighteen year old is two years and one day older than you, then no, you can't Mm. at any point. So even if you're 15 and he's 17, if he's two years in a day. (laughs) Yeah, then his dad could get mad at him or her dad. Her Her dad. It's always her dad, I guess, but uh, (laughs) have you arrested? Oh, my God. Um, 
So that was just on my, I'm sorry, but you were like 17, you said, about to be 18. I was, I was like, I think eight, if I, I, I would round up to 18. But have I been having more years of sex than you? That's, that's the real question. Yes. <laughs> but only by one year. It'll always I've be having, I guess, year. actually, so, let me do the math. I'm like, I guess, yeah, so it's been like nine, a little bit over nine years. It feels like more than that, to be honest. <laughs> I think I had just I've like been a waitress 24. for longer. <laughs> so <laughs> So there's that. Something for me to think about when I go to bed tonight. <laughs> I was a when I lost my virginity at twenty five, I was a waitress at Outback Steakhouse. Oh really? Yeah, I remember the next day was like a a Wait, staff who, so meeting. who did you finally sleep with? Not the boyfriend. Not the collar. Not the not titty the fucker. Not the titty fucker. <laughs> Uh, I just felt like super Wait, duper question. in love and Can was like, Can we go back to the oh, titty fuck thing? Yes. Um, so he would do that till he came, and then but he would he would have he would get me to come. Oh, and then he would do that. Yeah, actually, I think we always did it the same way, which is that he would come first. Oh, interesting. But that was because again, nobody under the age of twenty five should be having sex. It was just like we got into <laughs> a routine, and the, one yeah. of the first times that we fooled around, he was like, "Let me do you," and I was like, "No, no, you first. Because I was very afraid. Uh-huh. And so from that day for two years then, it was always him and then me. Which probably was better because I didn't have to think about the impending 20 minutes of me fucking while I was <laughs> It wouldn't work, probably. It was just so much stress. <laughs> well, and I think it just took him forever. It took him forever to come. Because he didn't like women, do you think? I'm pretty sure he didn't like women. He's pretending Well, I think he didn't like women, butt. and he didn't know that he didn't like mm-hmm. women. Yeah. He was just like, oh, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. And it, he just completely lucked out that I was like, I don't want to have sex. And he's like, perfect. He's like, oh, oh nuts. Because <laughs> uh, I love having sex with women. Women. Oh, well, Okay. I guess if we, you say I can't. When we broke <laughs> guess up. Guess I'll just do the boobs then. <laughs> Darn it. Oh, sound of a gun. <laughs> At our live show, we put out slips of paper where the audience write down their own disgusting ladylike stories. And, and these are some of those stories. And, and I'm going to read this. The, my first one is short and oh so sweet. It just says, I tried to make out with my dad when I was 11. <laughs> I was just reading about this. It had never dawned on me, but like kids who watch pop culture movies oh. <laughs> are like, oh, so that's, and the only people they kiss are their parents will like try and make out with their parents. That's like, just uh, today I was listening to something about this. <laughs> I do get it. Yeah, I'm like, because you're like, oh, that's 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 kissing. all you know, yeah. yeah. And this is like your most intimate relationship. <laughs> Slip some tongue in. <laughs> I wonder how his dad, de- her dad dealt with it. I mean, it's really hard to get rejected, so I hope he was, <laughs> I hope he was nice to her. <laughs> I mean... He was like, it's not you, it's me. I'm your dad. (laughs) I mean, I really am getting more of a friend vibe. (laughs) Okay, you... you Oh, okay. My turn. Okay. I liked this one because I have a similar story because it says it took... 
it took uh, it took me three attempts to get my IUD. First time they got it in and the process hurt like hell. Two weeks later, I started having cramps, but that is normal, comma, right? <laughs> I kept having cramps until I got to the six week checkup, by which time I had birthed it and it was hanging from my cervix. Oh my God. Uh, second time I got a panic attack and had two doctors, two med students and a nurse waste an hour consoling me. I ended up getting it under fentanyl. <laughs> under fentanyl sedation, then it says, yes, the thing stronger than heroin oh. on the third attempt. <laughs> okay, I've got another one. This one's nasty. I picked my booger on a date and I flicked it while he was in the bathroom. As he started eating again, I saw that it was on his burger. I chose to be a bystander. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine watching that go into someone's mouth? I mean, there's so many napkins around. Why do you need to flick it at a restaurant? Uh, there's so many. I, have, I have some follow-up questions question. about that. This says, um, I just, I mean, what I like, I mean, this is just funny to me because it's clearly that somebody started it and didn't get a chance to finish it and then just still put it in the pile. Because it says, one day I started my period without any feminine supplies. Oh, wow. That's Cliffhanger. <laughs> it's what a happened? setup, and then we get to knock it down. What happened? What the hell went on? These are creative prompts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, this is kind of a long one. So, okay. Once I was hungover and stuck in traffic, I started to feel queasy, and with no chance of pulling over, my only option was to vomit into an empty Tupperware. I am certain people saw this happening. Uh, when I got home, I trashed the Tupperware and hopped in the shower, only to hear my father knocking on the door uh, to ask if there was a reason I had thrown the Tupperware away rather than just wash it. All I could do was just scream, put it back, in horror and shame. <laughs> I imagine her dad was like, what's wrong with this soup? <laughs> <laughs> I thrown away a good stew. It comes from like a sturdy farm family yeah. that's like, little Missy, we wash our Tupperware in yeah. this house. I'll put this in the freezer. And was it like Gladware? Or he must, I mean, he wouldn't have been mad if it was something like Gladware. It, it he, was probably, uh, probably one of those stuff. like old fashioned thick Tupperwares. Yeah, with the good lids. Not like a. And not like a not washed like out cool whip container. Own, yeah. Sure. Oh my my mom's family always used to use cool whip containers. <laughs> In Minnesota, when you have pudding not pudding, when you have jello, you put cool whip on it. And so they would always have a lot of extra cool whip containers. Nice. Yeah. That makes me excited for Thanksgiving because there's always cool whip at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um this one says and I feel like this is just a twist because we were talking about Oh, no duh, everybody's thrown up on somebody's dick. It says, I threw up on myself on a first date. <laughs> this is my favorite. All down the front of my dress and bra. I like that imagery. She wasn't just like, I threw up, because it could have been on her leg. But it wasn't on her leg. She well, threw up down her front. I think that front. speaks to how fucked up she was. If, like, <laughs> if you literally like don't make any effort at all, it's going to hit you in the chest and like, that must have been. It was just like, <laughs> either that or it happened so suddenly that I was like, wow. <laughs> He's like sitting at the bar. <laughs> um, 
I I just for the record, I've never I've never puked on my chest. I don't think I have either. I don't think I've really puked on my own body. No, you know what? I realized I just did kind of puke on my chest maybe uh, this spring. <laughs> I'm listening. Well, but I don't really blame myself because. <laughs> Me either. Because, I'm okay, listening. I was in New York. <laughs> I had a chicken sandwich. I blame the city of New York. I had a chicken, I had this chicken sandwich, and then I had, and I counted, okay. I had four, I had a chicken sandwich. I had half of a chicken sandwich. Wait, what did you have? The fucking chicken sandwich. <laughs> Which is the most dangerous sandwich to eat. And I, then after that, I had four beers. Mm-hmm. Four, like, IPAs. So they were, like, PBR... But four IPAs is not enough for me, personally, to throw up from no. drinking. No. I don't think. Uh, and then I I was, like, feeling really, like, weird. My stomach was feeling crazy, and then I went to bed, and I woke up in the middle of the night and was, like, time to puke. Time and to I, puke. when I puked, it was, like, it all happened so fast, and then, like, it got in the toilet, but it also got all over the toilet and also... Down your chest. Shirt. Okay. But I kept saying, I was like, no, this was food poisoning from the chicken. And everyone else was like, no, this is from binge drinking. You need to take responsibility. I hate it when, I used to hate that, though. Because yeah. I was, I I didn't, I really didn't get that hungover when I was a fall down drunk, even. I kind of just, like, muscle, I would, like, do P90X just to be like, I no, I'm fine. Yeah. And, but I, it so bugged me when people were like, you're take responsibility you're a drink you drank too much i'm like yeah i know i drank too much i'm happy to admit responsibility for that but it's not what's making me sick this is different you know my body it it i well it, it was it was different it could yeah i'm like okay it could have been drinking the drinking probably didn't help but it was, was like was there cumulative days of drinking but the thing is like you know when you uh no i mean not like no i wasn't like wasted a few days in a row. It was like, but I just, when I'm going to puke from drinking, like, there are other signs of, like, the spins, and, like, it's just, like, a different yeah. feeling than, like, food, like, a food, food Right, food and it, thing. and if you puke from drinking, it's They're not going to be it just feels eight different. hours later, or, like, what, when you're in the, mi- in the middle of the night. Yeah. You're going to, you're like, I got to, your body's trying to get rid of it. Those people don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, shut up, shut up, fuck up. Oh, everyone's just mad because I puked. It, it was just listen they're up. projecting. They're was, projecting on you because they have drinking. Before. It wasn't even my shirt. I was wearing the guy's shirt and I puked all over it. So there, <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, listen, this is covered in puke. <laughs> I cleaned up the bathroom myself. because relationships are about communication. I so I told the him bathroom myself, but this I uh, shirt is covered. I, like, literally, I was, like, in there. It was, like, fucking five in the morning. I'm, like, looking at what I've done. It was on the rug. And I, I for, by some, like, by the grace of God, there was, because, like, this was, like, very, like, dude apartment. It was, like, really gross. And that was the other thing, like, yeah. when I was trying to clean it up, it was, like, there was, like, pubes and everything. So I'm, like, I'm going to puke again just from, like, <laughs> like, the, like, scent of urine. But there was a spray bottle of cleaning stuff. And I, so I sprayed everything down and I fixed it. I fixed the problem. But I was like, it was bad. I've never done that before. Um, one of your jokes that I have, I have kept with me and mentioned it to people. I'm like, there's a comedian in Chicago who has a joke about this. Her name is Jenna. I give you credit. Thanks so much. I don't. Uh, but the one about living with men and you're like, my whole, I, 
do you still do this no, when I you're like? No, I don't do it anymore because it Here's just, the thing it is that. It bombed? Yeah. Here's the thing. My, my, you know, I'm an adult, and I think that if you pee on something, you should wipe it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, not everybody agrees with me. It, it always kills with me and the people who I tell it to. Yeah. I, uh, toilet pee sitting down now. So every, every time I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck peed all over the toilet? He's like, I sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, I have okay, one we, more. we have one more. Ugh. I have one more. This one is kind of upsetting. Okay, I'm ready. In high school, a group of about 15 friends went to our friend's parents' cabin in Lake Geneva. As high, school, as high schoolers do, we got wasted. A young lady named Melanie got super wasted and threw up all over herself. Shortly after, she shit herself. After being deemed... No, wait, what? Oh, after being cleaned up by a few friends, she passed out on the basement couch. In the morning, we awoke to Melanie crying. Turned out she crushed slash suffocated the cat under her body weight while she was passed out. Oh, my God. Yeah. She killed the cat? That She must have been a large lady. Or a if, tiny cat, maybe. If the cat couldn't wiggle its what way out. What if it out? was a kitty? A kitten? I guess oh if I laid... God. I guess if I was completely passed out and I laid flat down on a cat, I probably would kill it. I just think that the cat could wriggle its way out of, from underneath you. I mean, if it's one of your big fat cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I um, I don't know if I should tell this story. It's not really mine to tell, but I'm going to do it anyways. But one of my... Oh my God, I'm listening. One of my... One of my... Uh, a friend of mine. I won't give any more details. He, uh, he had a parrot. And, um, and this movie was in college. And he got really drunk one night. And he came home and let the parrot out of the cage. Like a little, like, like cockatiel. Yeah. And um, he would, like, let it out and kind of, like, fly around his room and stuff. And, like, that was, like, normal. But then he passed out because he was drunk. And the bird came into the bed with him and, like, snuggled into his neck for warmth. Like... I guess birds do. Mm-hmm. And then he woke up in the morning and the bird was dead underneath him because he rolled over on it. So this must be, com- like, this is the first I'm hearing of it, but this must be common. Oh, yeah. And I also just thought of a third story. And this one, I will say by name, Kyle Weber. I went to <laughs> elementary school. You hear me? You hear me? Kyle Weber. You hear me, Kyle? Uh, he, we, we, in third grade, if you were in Mrs. Kuba's class, we would... Um, raise, we would like hatch chicks in the incubator so like you wanted to be in her class really bad because she would do it every spring and, and hatch chickens and only like five chickens hatched out of like a dozen eggs like some, some of them don't hatch and they uh, become extremely rotten under the heat and explode which is cool too but uh, so so we, we had like five or four chicks and he took one of them like obviously not many people not many kids parents are like yeah bring home a chicken you know uh-huh. um so, like, a few people, like, had, like, chicken coops. But he did not have a chicken coop. He just took a chick home. I don't know what his plans were for raising it, but, um, he said he was feeling sad. We, like, went home for spring break, and when we came back, Kyle Weber's chicken was dead. And he had to, I don't know why she had him tell the class the story, but it was, like, I remember being, like, tale. an announcement. Like, he had to tell us the story about how... 
he was feeling kind of sad, and he had the chick, he was holding the chick on his chest, laying in bed, and fell asleep and rolled over <laughs> and killed his chicken. And his name was, like, Harley or something. <laughs> he, but he smashed his chicken oh, dead. Oh, man. And the chick had some badass name, like, Guns and Roses. Like Ziggy, you know, something weird. Oh, oh my God. Like <laughs> I mean, the teacher, you, you were in rural it Wisconsin, right? It must be right? to find a dead animal underneath you. That's got to be. Yeah, 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 that wasn't oh, weird. Yeah. Of all the feelings in the world. Oh. I mean, what I, I what I have heard of is is parents being told not to sleep with their babies. Oh, yeah. For, because you could roll over and kill it. I haven't heard the same warnings about pets. About chickens. Because <laughs> Julio, Julio was a nine-pound chihuahua. And he loved to sleep underneath me. Like, he loved that feeling of being, like, Underneath? Of, like, yeah, like, like cramped up inside, like, a warm something. Uh-oh. I could have killed him. <laughs> he killed a little And fucker. he would have loved it. <laughs> Perv. <laughs> okay, can I tell one quick story yes. about Julio? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Julio, um, when I lived in Maryland, um, uh... He, you know, he would eat a lot of stuff that he wasn't supposed to. Like one time, he ate a whole can of cocktail peanuts, an entire can, and he just shit <laughs> all night. Oh. <laughs> but that's like the equivalent of like you and I ate a whole bucket of cocktail peanuts. Like, what would happen to you if that you'd shit all night? Uh, he one time he ate a whole thing of um, Vaseline. Oh. Which is funny, because, like, I opened the door to my room, and, like, I was like, oh, hmm, like, I don't remember (laughs) using the entire thing and then throwing it on the ground. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and his, like, was, like, covered in grease, but... um, Oh, those shits must have been nuts. It was mostly diarrhea. Uh, (laughs) But he... It just wasn't a very... I never owned a dog, and we didn't grow up with dogs. I just didn't know what the fuck to do. One time, he's just very resilient. But one time, we woke up in my bed, and he was doing that like dog heaving thing uh, with his body, and I was like, okay. And like, I couldn't figure out what to do before he puked Stop, up. Stop, kick him. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Into the kitchen on the I don't journal. care where this happens, just not here. He threw up an entire used tampon. Oh. And. He had, I, because some women flush their tampons and some women like take them out and put them in the trash can. Yeah, normal and women I'm, do that. No women? Normal women. Oh, okay. <laughs> you flushing yours down the toilet? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's extremely bad for the poor woman. <laughs> okay, I won't anymore. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Set it up and then some hoity toity little cunts take it out and wrap it in toilet paper and put it in the garbage. I didn't, I don't, my, my mother, my mother flushed them two at a time. Your mother was a whole lot of woman. Yeah, she's not dead. She's not dead. Um, so he, but so the, so the entire, the, he had fished it out of the, my roommate's bathroom. Oh. And it was intact. Like, this used tampon was so delicious that Julio ate it whole. <laughs> like, like, it kind of like, makes sense, you're though, because, like, like, blood... You just... <laughs> it mm. would be, like... Mm, 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 it mm. makes sense. A dog eats... <laughs> like, naturally, they would have eaten, like, bloody... You know, they'd eat But he meat. didn't, like, chew it. He didn't, like... Just like, sucked it down. He's 
slurped it all down and then threw it up whole onto my bed. Delicious. Oh, that is. It was delicious to him. Our live story is from Meg and Dirty. Meg has a podcast called Ra Ra Ra, and this was recorded in June of 2019. Here's Meg and Dirty. A story for you. This is a uh, this is a story. The first time I told my boyfriend of the time that I loved him. This is a true story. I told him that I would uh, never tell this story again. So I'm telling all of you guys right now. Okay, cool. So uh, I consider myself a good person. You know, I'm a law-abiding citizen. My apartment gets messy every now and then. The dishes pile up. The laundry baskets overflow. But I'm never disgusting. Okay. There's been the occasional times that I've done gross things. In 2009, I ate a Pizza Hut breadstick off the street. <laughs> but it was on a dare, it was just a bite, you know? I did it for, as they said then, the vine. Uh, R.I.P. Vine, R.I.P. Vine. Um, in 2012, I pissed my pants after drinking too much beer, and I couldn't make it into the bathroom in time, but who hasn't, you know? But I was a child then, foolish, thinking I had seen all there was to life. But there was never a precedent for something as disgusting as what happened to my body on October of 2014. I'll set the scene. Um, it was a crisp, breezy Thursday evening, right before fall break of college, which meant that mid midterm papers were due the next day. And I was like head over heels in love with this dude named Dan. Uh, we'd been seeing each other for like five months. It was going well. Uh, but I was like 19 at the time, you know, still learning to like accept my body or whatever. Um, so, you know, still like wearing Spanx, uh, laughing at all his dumb jokes. Uh, we still had sex with the lights off, you know. We were, we were, we had healthy boundaries. Uh, soon this would all change. So, on this Thursday, we were in the library, you know, trying to finish our midterm papers on business ethics. Uh, ironically, we were copying and pasting a lot of it from a previous student. <laughs> Got a hundred, whatever. Uh, we hadn't eaten since lunch, okay? Because we had like exams all day. And we didn't eat that night, uh, like just snacking on popcorn and drinking liters of coffee. Uh, this was the first of my many poor decisions to come. So after we submitted the paper, we drove to KFC at the crack of 10 a.m. It was so early, the employees weren't even fucking there, okay? Don't ever go there that early. Uh, we got ourselves a few 16 pieces of fried chicken. <laughs> So happy. We left the KFC children, you guys, excited to eat that fucking chicken. But over my excitement back to the car to devour the food like a lion devouring a carcass, I dropped the entire bucket of chicken on the fucking ground. Yeah. I openly gasped. It was like someone stabbed me. I was like, <gasps> there's arguably nothing worse than dropping fresh hot food on the shared parking lot of a KFC in Petco. <laughs> where the pets go. Um, to make matters worse, it had rained the night before and there were only like, there were like puddles around the parking lot. So some of my chicken, you know, couldn't be saved. But the rest. Now I'd like to pause here in the story to emphasize the importance of making choices. Uh, in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, J.K. Rowling writes, well, we've all got both light and dark inside of us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. And that day, I made the wrong choice. <laughs> I remember thinking, Meg, don't risk a highway disease over $8 worth of fried chicken. You're better than that. I am not better than that. My heart 
was like, pick this chicken up, bitch, we live in life! So I shotgunned that shit, I shotgunned it. Uh, and what was worse, I dragged Dan down this dark park with me. Uh, we both shotgunned the chicken, joyously the car back to campus on the way to class. It was a beautiful moment I would later regret in life. So as we walked into our accounting class, I was still hungry. So you know what, I was like, you know what, I'll eat something healthy, you know? Despite how much I post about hashtag feminism on Facebook, I still care about how I look on social media. So I went to Walgreens, grabbed myself a box of Fiber One bars. This was my final and terrible decision that would seal my disgusting fate. Fiber's good for you, or so I thought. I remembered my mom saying once in passing. I'd like to pause again and say that Fiber One bars are not healthy for you, okay? The following is true. Fiber One bars are actually created in hell by the Department of Pain. Satan himself added the healthy branding on top while he was rubbing his hand and laughing. So I wandered back to class thinking to myself that the Fiber One bars would sustain me through my boring accounting class about appreciation and depreciation of assets. And ironically, all that knowledge about accounting has now depreciated in value after college. So, I ate two of the Fiber One bars, then three, then the whole box. Snacking for me is like the Fast and Furious series. There's like four parts and then 12 more unnecessary parts after I should have already stopped. So as my professor kept going, uh, the first of the pains began in my stomach. I thought nothing of it at first, chalking it up to lack of sleep in the beginning of my period. But over the course of the next 10 minutes, my stomach started rumbling even louder. The girl sitting next to me turned to shoot me a look, as if my stomach rumbling was like my phone going off, bitch. <laughs> I continued pretending to pay attention to the most boring TED talk of my life, and then I burnt tasting the fried chicken. The girl glared at me again, this time I was like, fuck you bitch, you know, let's just go back to class, right? Soon a wave of heat washed over me. There was a science experiment happening in my body. A pain so intense fired through my bowels that I rose up from my chair as if I was possessed. Everyone in the class turned to stare at me, the girl rolled her eyes. I ran out of the bathroom, my vision blurry, dragging my way like an injured heroine at the end of a horror movie. I could hear Dan behind me. I don't feel well either, he said. He grabbed my hand and led me out of the building, and we went back to his apartment. As we crossed the street, it took every bit of willpower to keep my butthole from exploding like a flame of diarrhea. Was this karma? Was this God punishing me? Maybe. Okay, so we got back to his apartment and gave me a glass of water. I think it was the chicken. I feel sick, said Dan. Sick was the subtle way to put it. My stomach was now making noises that sounded like a wounded animal. Was I giving birth? Who knew, okay? So if I could say anything, vomit erupted out of his mouth straight onto my face. I felt it before I could smell it. Uh, I smelt it. Uh, I was doing everything now to keep my energy from erupting molten shit like a volcano. But I was caught off guard and threw all caution to the wind. It was like trying to hold back a flood with masking tape, okay? A moment after he chucked these bits at my face, my butthole left out a reckless roar. That can only describe the sound of a prehistoric dinosaur. And then the floodgates were fucking open, okay? My consciousness turned off. What came out of me felt like Niagara Falls itself was bursting through a straw. 100% liquid shit. And it kept coming out like water through the holes of the Titanic. I could do nothing to stop it now. I ran to the bathroom just in time to lower my pants and let Dante's Inferno out from my butthole. Was that beginning to shit out my entire sentence? Probably, probably. The apocalypse had begun. So my, struggle, my stomach grumbled once more like an animal ready to attack, and then I erupted vomit from my own mouth, ricocheting off the walls, hit me in the eye, 
stand at the bathroom door throwing up once more. I was terrified, man. I didn't know what was happening. I never experienced anything like this before. I started sobbing, asking God for forgiveness. The fire continued through my asshole. I was dropping whole five pies into the toilet. Okay, I even like looked once and couldn't even fathom what I had created. It was twice as long and three times as wide. I had rid of shit, you know. And still it wasn't over. The rocket ships continued. Uh, I lost sense of time. Had it been hours, days? What did my family look like? I don't know. I wish I could have called my mom and told her that I loved her. This might have been the end, you know. Dan was on the floor, ball of sweat and vomit. Having been fire hosed by my own fiber and fire chicken fecal stew, he was whispering my name in a maniacal mantra, neither was aware of our surroundings anymore, as he projectile vomited on every inch of the bathroom floor. So, we both blacked out. For a moment, I think I felt God's presence in the bathroom with me. And the whole ordeal had run its course. We both lay on the bathroom floor panting, doing snow angels in our own shit. Prisoners of the war. <laughs> it was like the end of a tsunami, you know, like a shivering, quiet, calm, except the sound of a ragged panic. I had completely lost any sensation below my waist. I turned my head to examine the devastation. I couldn't even process. For some unfathomable reason, Dan was laughing. <laughs> he had weathered the whole attack and lived to, live, lived to tell the tale. Um, I had produced so much shit I could have filled the bathroom with, bathtub with it, and he was still lying on his back. Where could we possibly go from here? <laughs> Psychotherapy? Uh, maybe a lobotomy? I don't know. And my mind was completely gone when I said, I love you. He <laughs> looked at me, dehydrated, traumatized, and war-torn, wiping a small drop of vomit off his face, and said, I love you too. <laughs> and the end. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Madeline Russell, and you can check out her podcast, You're Fat Too, on iTunes. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ladylike Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week.